From Capital News, Illinois and Springfield, I'm Peter Hancock, and this is Capital Cast. It's fair time in Illinois. Thursday, August 8th, is opening day for the state's signature celebration of agriculture and everything Illinois. And today, we'll talk about the state of the fair, what it means to Illinoisans, and the state of agriculture here in Illinois today. That's John Sullivan, director of the Illinois Department of Agriculture, giving the news media a sneak preview of this year's fair on Thursday, August 1st. For people who've never been to the State Fair, you've missed out on one of the iconic celebrations the state has to offer. A kind of harvest festival where 4-H kids show off their prize animals, where visitors get to learn about farm production and conservation, and where visitors revel in the carnival rides, the food courts, and all kinds of entertainment, from horse shows and harness races to music concerts to suit almost everyone's taste. This year's grandstand lineup, in fact, includes artists as diverse as Reba McIntyre and Snoop Dogg. It's been a fixture of Illinois culture since 1853, making this the 166th anniversary of the fair. Little known fact, there was actually a four-year break in the fair during World War II, when the fairgrounds was taken over by the U.S. Army Air Force, which used it for a storage and training facility. That's Colleen Callahan, director of the Illinois Department of Natural Resources, an agency that also has a big role in putting on the fair. Over the years, the fair has gone through changes and it's had its ups and downs. For example, the historic Coliseum building, which is used for horse shows and a variety of other events, has been closed since 2016 due to what have been called structural issues, but it's just gone through a $12 million renovation and will be open again this year. Sullivan says he believes the state fair is back on track and he's looking forward to what he hopes will be the best fair ever. The grandstand uh, ticket sales uh, are, are already we're breaking records and we think we're going to have more attendance and more uh, dollars sold in the way of grandstand than we've ever had. It could be an all-time record, but that's just a part, you know, we, we've done, we, we've tried to enhance other events around the fairgrounds to make it family friendly, to get more people on the fairgrounds. We, as, as was mentioned, we've lowered the emission price on some days. We want more families to be here and make it more affordable. In fact, Kevin Gordon, who was recently hired back to serve his second stint as fair manager, 
says the fair this year is taking a number of steps to boost attendance and revenue. The Midweek Motivator Contest is one of those promotions. It allows people to enter a drawing for a chance to win a number of valuable prizes. There will also be a treasure map competition in which fair officials will release a list of clues and people can scour the fair grounds looking for a gold treasure box which can be redeemed for other prizes. And finally, whenever people hear the theme song from the movie Jaws, In the end, though, the state fair is still mostly about agriculture. Well, you know, uh, ag is uh, and farming is in my blood. So, born and raised on a farm, live on one now, and have my entire life. And so, I and and the and the fair was created as an ag fair. It's kind of drifted, kind of in and out on, uh, with the focus. But I was I'm trying to bring that focus back because I think it's uh, uh, agriculture is the number one business in the state of Illinois. 19 billion dollars that it generates in revenue. That's John Sullivan again, speaking to reporters in a press gaggle, a lot of which involved questions about the state of agriculture this year. What sort of education are you hoping to do or achieve with the, the hemp plants that you have on? Well, and I did, uh, great question. I'm glad you asked it. And actually, I didn't mention it in my remarks there. But, of course, last year the General Assembly passed the Hemp Act. And, of course, it was also a part of the federal farm bill. And uh, we thought it would be an opportunity to... Uh, put uh, put some plots here on the grounds, and, and so that we can help to educate people about what hemp is, and uh, you know how it's different. It's part of cannabis, but it's different than marijuana, and uh, there's different types of it. So uh, we're going to have somebody down there each day at, at our hemp plot, and uh, to answer any questions that they might have. It's probably been the number. I'm, I'm going to say probably the number one issue that I've had the most calls and correspondence on since I've, I've been here to the department uh, and, and, and that has also been reflected in the number of applications that we have received and over 20,000 acres that have been applied for to grow hemp. It's not going to all happen this year. They've been struggling because of the weather just like everybody else but uh, we're really excited about it and think there's going to be some great opportunities there. In terms of farm income, do you see hemp at some point rivaling corn or soybeans? You know, it, I, I think it has the potential. Now, whether that happens or not, I think there, that's yet to be determined. Uh, we're going through a lot of growing pains with the, the crop right now. I talked to a gentleman earlier this week who had planted 1,200 plants for the CBD oil. So those are labor-intensive uh, they're, each one of them individually were planted, uh, the seed was planted in a nursery and then transplanted on the ground where they put this plot and then they got a six inch rain right after they planted it and they lost about half of that crop. So, you know, we, we're learning that it needs to be planted. I didn't know this and I think other people are learning as well, but we've learned that it needs to be planted in a well-drained area and so we're, we're, we're adjusting. And so, 
what the future of hemp holds. I think the potential is certainly there for it to be a major uh, cash crop here in the state of Illinois and across the country. But uh, we, we're, two things are going to have to happen. We're going to have to learn to uh, do a good job of growing it, and we're going to have to have the process. We're going to have to have places to process it, uh, both on the fiber as well as the oil side. In fact, one of the new things you can find at the fair this year are industrial hemp test gardens where people can actually see and learn about the different varieties of industrial hemp that can now be grown in Illinois. This year's fair runs from August 8th through the 18th. And that's it for this edition of Capital Cast. For Capital News Illinois, thanks for listening. I'm Peter Hancock.